Welcome to Heirloom Meals with Carol Murko. Carol will walk you down a food memory lane with new guests each week, sharing stories about treasured family recipes, stories, tips, and more. Savoring yesterday's tradition, Carol is a culinary artist who learned how to cook by observing her mother and grandmother since the age of three. Throughout her life, Carol has emulated their passion for entertaining, cooking, and feeding friends and family. I'm Carol Murko, and this is Heirloom Meals Radio, a show about treasured family recipes, stories, and tips, savoring yesterday's traditions today. We record from the Heirloom Meals kitchen in in Stockbridge, Massachusetts, in the Berkshire Hills of Western Mass. I don't know about you, but I have not spoken to or met a single person that doesn't get nostalgic about a meal, a particular dish, or the process of making a meal with their mom, dad, grandfather, grandfather, aunt, uncle, or special family friend. Through each of my guests, I want to take you back to those memories. And today, um, we are um, completing our three-part series with Riojan wine expert Anna Fabiano. And it makes me sad because it's been so wonderful to have Anna and her deep knowledge and connection to this treasured region of Spain. I feel honored to have had the opportunity to access Anna's expertise and enthusiasm. This week, we will focus on Rioja's Royal Reds, Crianza, Reserva, and Gran Reserva. These are truly delicious and accessible wines. So let's welcome Anna back again and let her take us through a discussion of these royal reds and some ideal food pairings. And again, if you missed last week or the week before, just go to heirlooммeals.com to listen to Anna's and my conversation about the lighter Riojan wines and the history of the region. So welcome back, Anna. This has been such an amazing um, three-part series for me. Um, to to have you three weeks in a row talking about this amazing region and you know and it's and it so fits into heirloom meals because you know some people might go well, what are you doing we're not really talking about a particular person in their memories but what we're talking about is a region and its collective memory right it's like um as a place that um has rich cultural history tied to the land and, and, and grape growing and winemaking and, you know, and then generational winemakers. Um, so it's, it's really ideal and, and, and traditions and, you know, heirlooms and it's, it's perfect. So I'm just so happy to be able to, to, to have this series with you and, um, and now to, to really go into, you know, more depth about, you know, some of these wines and food pairings. So welcome back. (laughs) Oh, thank you, Carol. What a warm welcome. And it's wonderful that, that you appreciate sharing my work in my Rioja world and uh, Rioja with your, with your listeners. We we believe we have a lot of authenticity and quality um, to share with, uh, with your listeners and with any, you know, wine lover. Uh, I go around the country and we do a lot of work and, you know, the, the, what we're constantly hearing is, I love Rioja. <laughs> and whether it's a server or a consumer or a buyer or everyone just, you know, that's, that's become the, uh, the mantra, so to speak. I love Rioja. So we could talk a little bit more about, you know, why we think everybody's saying that, but, mm-hmm. um, well, because, you know, people are starting to experience it, for one. Um, and clearly you're doing a good job <laughs> as the ambassador. Yeah, you know, <laughs> wine, some, you know, 
as we said in the other show, it's, you know, what the most important piece is what you experience on the palette, mm. you know, because you can take all the notes that you want or the bottle can be, you know, really pretty or have a fancy label or be packaged in the perfect gift bag. But if, if the wine doesn't deliver on the palate and you don't have that experience in, in your mouth with it, then, you know, you, you can't create something that doesn't exist. And that really is what happens with Rioja wines. Mm-hmm. They're, they're, um, they, they deliver, and they continue to deliver, and it's quality that you can trust. Mm-hmm. But we today are speaking principally of what is Rioja's muscle, what Rioja's core is, uh, which is our red wines. Rioja is one of the five greatest red wine regions of the world, hands down. Um, 90% of our production are red wines. And they're very inspiring to me and to everyone else, our winemakers, our growers, consumers of wines, because we're, we produce young wines, and then we produce wines that are also semi-aged, aged, or very aged, or even wines that can be go into a cellar and become collectibles. So we have this really great palette of red wine capabilities, and that's something that also makes Rioja very, very special. Mm, yes. Our, our principal grape variety is Tempranillo, um, and we believe we have the finest expression of Tempranillo. I often say that our, our winemakers and our growers are in relationship with Tempranillo. Um, <laughs> and sometimes people chuckle, but winemakers don't because it's the truth. You know, they're, they're in relationship with, with the grape variety, and I think it shows very much um, in the wines that we produce. Well, the thing is, is that they're connected, right? So a relationship is a connection. It's it's a partnership. And so they don't see the the grape as, you know, this thing. They see it as an expression, right? And so, yeah. and if they don't have a relationship with that, the, the growing of it, the, you know, the picking of it, and then the, you know, kind of making wine, then, then you know, then I'm sure it wouldn't be one of the five great regions of of red wine in the world. So, um, yeah, it makes yeah, makes perfect sense. It makes perfect sense. So, um, so so we've got we're gonna we're gonna taste um, three different of these royal reds, and they're basically you know based on their age, right? Is that um, how we can kind yes. of think of them. Um, <laughs> like, we all thought, you know, every region has a different kind of point of departure mm-hmm. placing. And on every back label of Rioja, there is an official. If you do not see that trust seal, it is not a Rioja wine. Um, we just had a little while ago another case of, you know, something that was attempted replication of a Rioja wine. So the trust seal is very important to really designate its authenticity. And it will be a strip seal that's on the back of the bottle or sometimes over the top. It can it can go over the top. But there's an anti-fraud hologram on it and also a bottle number. And then a different color of, of the back on this trust seal that really denotes also its aging level. So the first one we're trying today is a Crianza and it has a, a red back label on it, the seal. And it means that the wine, before it can be released, has to undergo 
go one year of barrel aging and one year of bottle aging. So the aging levels of Rioja wine, Carol, are really a point of departure for understanding the, 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 the aging category of the wine. It'll tell you something about the style of the mm -hmm. wine. It doesn't mean that one's better quality or that everyone is at this certain particular price area. It's a point of departure of understanding them. So the first one that we're having is an Ostatu Crianza. Um, as we had spoke about the three different providences under the DOC of Rioja, this one's from the Rioja Alavesa, mm -hmm. um, from a wonderful family. Um, and Ostatu, actually in Basque, means like an inn or a stopover place. And the winery is actually located um, in a structure that dates back from the, the 16th century. Oh, cool. And this is just a beauty, this, this Ostatu. I do a, a tweet on Twitter. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Ana Fabiano, but I always do a tweet on Friday night. Um, which is called, you know, hashtag TGIF, you know, my Friday night crianza. Um, because, you know, you made it through the week and no matter what you're doing, you kind of might want to kick your feet up and have a wine that isn't too expensive or too cerebral. But, you know, you want more than something that's just crushed juice or some global wine. And mm -hmm. I think the crianza is the perfect place um, to, to have uh, what you deserve on a Friday. <laughs> I can't so wait until you know, Friday. <laughs> Friday night crianza. Yeah, and actually this one is such a beauty that I think this is going to be my, my Friday night crianza this week because um, this Ostatu is, is just uh, it's just gorgeous. Um, it, it's got incredible, um, the nose on it for me was, you know, boysenberry, blackberry, mm. um, a little bit of rosemary and spice is also coming through. Um, the tannins are a little, they're, they're definitely stronger than what we experienced with the rung, young Rioja, mm -hmm. and they're firm tannins, but I kind of like that because it shows that this is a crianza that you can even hold on to for a few years. Okay. Crianza kind of connotes the, the younger style of Riojas. It means aging or, or, or actually nursery um, in direct translation, but in terms of the American market, it's it's not really young because it's a wine that's released in its third year. Right. So it's giving you just a, a little bit of definitely complexity and identity and depth. Mm. Yes, it's it's really was lovely, and um, you know one of the things that um, that I had read was you know kind of it paired nicely with some spicier foods and um, and I you know had gotten a recipe that had suggested using like a chorizo or something. And, um, and what occurred to me was <clears throat> my, one of my, uh, you know, I'm half Italian. So I always kind of lean back on my Italian kind of culinary roots. And, um, one of our go-to, um, family dinners always seemed to be like sausage and potatoes, like roasted with onions in the, in, in the oven for, you know, an easy meal. My grandfather was a butcher, so we always made sausage. So, um, uh -huh. so I thought like this wine with, um, you know, like a, the spicy chorizo sausage roasted with potatoes and onions, um, is, is really terrific. Like for a simple, like perfect Friday night, right? You, you're, you've had like, you know, a long week, you don't really want to like make a big elaborate meal, but you want something, right? But so 
this is really ideal with this wine. Um, I also did try it with some Manchego cheese, which I thought was perfect. I mean, you can tell me if it pairs differently with um, with other cheese, but I thought it, it seemed to me like a perfect blend and, um, and, um, and some of my favorite Marcona almonds. Um, I don't know, all those seemed really nice to me <laughs> with this wine. Yeah, it's, it's um, all, all of that. You know, Rioja Alavesa, the, the fruit, you know, always has this little hint of um, herb qualities or spice to them. Um, most, you know, in Rioja Baja, for example, we produce other agricultural products such as beets um, or mushrooms or the piquillo peppers you might have heard of mm-hmm. and three yeah. different varieties of peppers. But in Rioja Alavesa, the altitudes are higher and it's really vines and very pampered vines in mm, that. Mm-hmm. And we always tend to get wines of a little bit more um, concentration of color, um, the aromatics that, that have some, like, like this. For me, I was getting, you know, boysenberries and blackberries mm. and blueberries. And, um, and then the spice coming in on the finish with a little bit of, you know, rosemary. So... Even if you were going to maybe roast a chicken, oh yeah, um, you know, with some herbs, um, this would be a gorgeous pairing. And mm-hmm. I, I totally agree with you with the sausage too. I happen to love Spanish chorizo, or any charcuteria from Spain. You know, pata negra, jamón serrano, and you know, we we differ from the Italian sausages, and we also use this, this you know, the sweet paprika, right, which is. Um, very typical instead of the, the spicy paprika. So this, you know, what you said about going with the, the chorizo is, it's just a, it's just a perfect blend. Mm. Um, it's also very round. The wine is, you know, the velvety texture that you're getting on the palate is also very typical of, of Tempranillo. Yeah, it was really lovely, lovely. Um, and so the next wine we're tasting is, so we're going to kind of go up in age, right? So now we're going to, um, it's um, the Rioja Reserva, right? Um, yeah, the Rioja Reserva is from the Bodegas Marquez de Morieta, which is really one of our centenary wineries and our second oldest winery. Um, because we're a region principally founded by you know, growers, mm-hmm. we don't have what is considered to be a lot of wineries that are estates. And estates would mean in the terms of the definition of that the, there's a winery and then within a demarcated, almost you know, fencing, if you could think of it in those terms, area of the winery are all the vineyards. And we, all have, we are allowed to blend with grapes from our different subzones or from different vineyard locations. But the Marquez de Morieta is a centenary winery, and it is an estate. It's a 300-acre estate. Okay. And the winemaker there is um, a wonderful woman. She's one of the five great women of Rioja, featured in my book. Uh, I feature five men and, and five women, and there's a wonderful, wonderful true story of how Maria became the chief winemaker at one of the greatest wineries in the world. And this Marquez de Morieta is a 2010 Reserva. Um, they also have a Gran Reserva, um, which is called Castillo Guy, and these are wines that can be put away for many, many decades. Uh, and even the Reservas also. I, by accident, 
um, had a 2001 Reserva in my wine cellar. Just forgot about it because I don't have my, my cellar cataloged or organized because <laughs> when you're in the business of wine, sometimes you don't have time to do what consumers get to do. And uh, some, I opened the wine with a friend who just came over on a Friday night to have some tapas and just relax and and she loved the wine and took a picture of the bottle, and I hadn't even realized it was, it was in 2001, and it was just drinking gorgeously. Wow. Uh, one would think that reservas should, you know, be consumed within five to ten years, but really the, the Marquez de Mordietas can, can hold um, their, their aging potential and their ability to enjoy without starting to, you know, descend, um, which is which is very important. Uh, reservas are have to be aged one year in oak and two years in bottle mm-hmm. before re- released from the winery. Um, so these are wines that are really, it's very unique to the history and the tradition of Rioja Carol because so much equity lives within the cellars of Rioja. Mm-hmm. You know, if you yeah. have a business for cash flow purposes, you want to bottle what you have and get it out into market. Um, and that's really what most places do. But for a tiny place, we have 1.2 million barrels for aging. And that number of barrels has more than doubled in the last 15 years. Wow. So the, the, the wineries themselves are invested in themselves. There's a tremendous amount of equity that lives there. Um, so that is testament to itself of, of how really the wine region believes uh, in itself. Which, you know, obviously they can because they know, you know, they're really deeply connected to their product, right? And, and also yeah. the standards that surround their product. I mean, to be called a Reserva, I mean, you've got three years in before you could, you know, sell it, right? I mean, like, so um, that's, that's a big deal. It's not like let's, you know, let's produce the wine and get it out, out into the marketplace. It's, you know, they, they, I can see where that equity is, is it builds every year. Um, so it's very, it very important. every year, and the reserva category is on fire. Mm. Um, the wines are experiencing double-digit growth in several different countries uh, because they're, they really are delivering so much quality. There's no other wine region in the world that at these price points can deliver the quality and the aging potential that you get from a Rioja Reserva. And people ask me why. You know, I do, I did, we do a seminar that's just Reservas and Guam Reservas of Rioja, and they'll say, well, why do you think that? I said, well, you know, we're saying the same thing that we said 10 or 20 years ago. But the American consumer is now very, very educated. We've become the number one wine-consuming uh, nation in the world with many wine schools, um, many sources to educate, and people are really discovering what the wines are themselves mm-hmm. uh, in many cases. So this Reserva is, is the 2010s are just fantastic. They've just been released this year. If you can find 2010 reservas, I've tasted about five up until now, and they're all just spectacular. It was an extraordinary vintage that was abundant in quality and quantity. Mm. And this this Morieta Reserva is just uh, it's a it's a real knockout. 
Yeah. I'm I, getting a lot of mature stewed fruit in the nose. Mm. I don't know if you've had a chance to taste it. No, it was actually absolutely delicious. And, you know, what I found is that I felt it was versatile, right? So it wasn't one of those things where it's just like, well, gosh, this should be like served with a steak, you know, like where I think the Grand Reserva definitely has, you know, really wants to, you know, stand up to something like a steak or grilled lamb or something. This, this, um, I don't know, you know, I'm, I once again fell back to my Italian um, roots and, you know, for me, like a mushroom risotto was um, really what um, what was coming, you know, to me is a perfect pairing, um, you know, a really creamy um, texture with the with the earthy mushrooms and and the um, and the wine. So, um, you know, that what what I mean. Obviously, like I said, I think it's versatile um, from my, like I said, I'm a cook and a consumer, so. <laughs> yeah, the, you know, the soft tannins, it's what's so beautiful about Rioja ones also. There's many other great varieties or forms of aging wines that produce tannins that are just much more aggressive and rough and they become very limiting. So this wine, even though it has obvious complexity and beautiful fruit with many different layers of, of fruit and spice coming through, the tannins are soft enough that you could do this with a white meat, with a turkey, or with a chicken, um, or even with different pasta dishes. And the wine would, would pair quite beautifully. So, um, it, you know, and I also really think that because of the you know, the estate soil and the estate property, um, that, that, you know, that earthiness always seems to come through in Morieta wines. And I happen to also love mushrooms, but I think the idea of a, a mushroom risotto and the creaminess and also the texture um, would, would really pair beautifully with this. Well, good, good. I'm glad. <laughs> but, you know, once yeah. again, like you said, you know, it's your own experience too, right? So, um, so even to the listeners, like the, these are our ideas, but you know, kind of, you know, you pay attention if you're buying these wines and thinking about them, you know, we're giving you some, some great, um, great suggestions. And, um, there's also, um, there's on your website, right. Or the Rio Han wine website. There's a great, um, yes, right. our website. you, you can, they have a great little chart, that makes, um, you kind of describes the wines and, you know, suggested pairings. So, um, you can go there to learn a little bit more about that as well. Um, so let's like get the drum roll though, because for the Grand Reserva, um, because this Grand really, Reserva, our regal, our regal Royal, uh, Riojas, um, our, our Grand Reservas, uh, only compose actually 4% of our production and, um, so they're, they're, they're very coveted wines in this very kind of coveted space. And the Grand Reservas also um, are produced only in very good or great vintage years and, and usually by very select vineyards as well. Um, and it's, it's purely the winemakers or the winery's decision on how much and what years they produce the Grand Reserva as well. Um, but this one is, is certainly a beauty. It's... Uh, Montagnon, and it's from Rioja Baja, 
and it's a 2005 Grand Reserve. Again, like the 2010, the 2005 was an extraordinary vintage in both quality and quantity. And uh, I do a feature on Rioja Baja. Also in my book, we tasted the white Rioja Baja from Alvaro Palacios, mm-hmm. the Blasette. And I really think that, you know, Alvaro Palacios and the Perez family that makes Ontañón are two of the, the pioneer leaders changing the face of Rioja Baja. And this is a, a family of siblings that have really... Um, uh, it's a beautiful story. It's also in my book, and uh, are just making all around beautiful wines. Whether it's their whites, their rosé, their crianza, their reserva, their grand reserva, uh, they're definitely worth uh, seeking out. Mm. Um, but this is a the 2005 grand reserva. Oh, sorry, sorry about that. Um, <laughs> just whack my... I'm, I'm not sure if you had gotten, you know, a chance. To, to taste it, but, you know, by law, these have to be aged two years in oak and um, three years in bottle before they can be released, Carol. Yes. Many of the wineries even extend that mm-hmm. further further than what that time is. Um, and I was actually, you know, visiting the winery not too long ago, and Ruben Perez, mm-hmm. the brother um, uh, of Raquel, who's really responsible for a lot of the the um, export policy of the winery. Ruben is the winemaker, and I was talking to him, and he told me that, you know, this is a wine that he believes that you can easily put in your home cellar for another 20, 25 years. Wow. Just had to plan so on being alive. These wines also <laughs> are, are delivering so much. Wow. Um, and the beauty of them, well, as you, as you said and you noticed, is that, you know, you can enjoy them now or you can put them away. Right. There's very few wines in the world at higher level price points that, you know, you can enjoy and still be able to put away and, and then for, for the future, which is really nice because if you have an anniversary or a birth year or a special t- occasion or a graduation, you know, it's wonderful to be able to have wines that you can kind of purchase to honor that and look forward to, to sharing it another time. Yes. And, you know, it definitely is a special occasion wine. So like this is, you know, if you're, you know, like making an anniversary or a Valentine's Day dinner and, you know, you're making that, you know, you found that perfect steak or cut of meat or, or made, you know, a, a, some sort of like an osobuco or, you know, some sort of just delicious stew. Like I, I really see it with, um, you know, more of a fall winter maybe I'm wrong like I'm sure you can totally enjoy it in the middle of summer too but um it just to me it just has that kind of um gravitas of you know kind of sitting in front of a fire and 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 um celebrating something um so yeah these these are definitely wines to celebrate with or to savor or to meditate with um because they have just such incredible complexity that comes through from the vineyard, you know, on through to the to the aging. But this this Grand Reserva is just uh, it, it's so beautiful. You know, the Rioja Baja is our region that has the most uh, Mediterranean influence. And in the nose, I'm getting this sense of earthiness and tobacco. Um, so when you're saying you're thinking of a stew. Um, these are perfect wines for fall foliage season. Mm. 
Oh yeah, that definitely just the smell. Just I could just. And then the cherry mm. fruit is coming through, and even though the wine is, this is a 2005 Brown Reserva, so right now the wine's got 11 years on it. It's still having this vibrant cherry fruit coming through. Mm. Um, so that is just, you know, it's 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 really quite amazing. It is, it is. So we've got about two minutes left, and so. Um, you know, what I'd love you to do, Anna, is just kind of like sum up the region, kind of, you know, thinking about like if people, you know, we've now spent, you know, three wonderful half hours about Rioja, right? Like, you know, we've given a little bit of an education and hopefully um, made people curious to want to look us, look Rioja wines up, go to the their wine store. Give them a little bit more to take take away, and um, some and one last word of philosophy before we uh, conclude the interview. Um, well, it's been wonderful. It's been wonderful to to have this experience with you, Carol. Well, thank and you. Rioja really is it's a region of quality you can trust. Uh, the wines really come from a place of authenticity, and you know I believe passion and inspiration to be a part of your personal life and your professional life. And it's been a place that's been able to inspire me um, and then have me come back uh, from a place of wanting to savor more, to be thirsty, to experience more. Um, and the wines really have something to offer for everyone. It's very, it's not necessarily common to find a region that can deliver an easy rosé wine. Uh, uh, an interesting or simple white wine, or young wines, as well as wines that you can begin to put in cellar and aged wines. So I really think that Rioja offers something for everyone. Um, often we'll find, you know, uh, at different stores, we'll find, you know, parents or aunts or uncles saying, you know, I want to bring this to my nephew's house or my son's house. I want to introduce him to this Reserva. Um, the wines really move through generations, almost like a reserve or a ground reserve, you know? And that's another beauty of, of Rioja, is they, mm -hmm. they move with a lot of different uh, geographical regions and climates and generations and different prices. So uh, there, there, somebody can feel safe and comfortable trying a Rioja. Yeah. and. They're, they're really not going to um, deceive you. Yes. They really aren't. They deliver on the palate. Wonderful. Wonderful. Well, this has been just a terrific um, three-part series with Anna Fabiano. Uh, with She's a Riojan wine expert. She's written this beautiful book called The Wine Region of Rioja. And um, if people want to reach or find you, Anna, um, where do you have a, a website? Um, where can we direct them? Um, they can find me on Twitter, um, really on Twitter, at, at Ana Fabiano. If they Google me, I'll come up a great, lot great. Uh, for everything that I do in my Rioja world. And also at RiojaWine.com, um, they can find out a lot more educational information about Rioja and where to purchase them and any type of events that we're doing around the country um, for Rioja as well. Great. And of course my book, My Journey with Rioja is... Um, lives in my book and uh, 
it, it is another place. it's a beautiful yeah. beautiful beautiful book so uh so here we are at the end um this is carol murko of heirloom meals radio i thank anna from the bottom of my heart for joining me for three weeks on our three-part series on riohan wines and uh thank you again anna and to my listeners for uh being part of Heirloom Meals Radio. It's been wonderful, Carol. Thank you for having us. You're so welcome. Heirloom Meals Radio with Carol Murko is conceived, written, and hosted by Carol, produced in cooperation with whdrobinhoodradio.com. For more information on Carol and Heirloom Meals, on the web, heirlooммeals.com, on Twitter, twitter.com, front slash heirlooммeals, and on Facebook, facebook.com, front slash heirlooммeals with Carol Murko.